Hiya, pals! Welcome to the Mouse Bites Podcast! Here we go! Hello and welcome to Mouse Bites, the show all about Disney video games, past and present. This is episode 24, and I'm your host, Jeff, joined today as always by Clay. Clay, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing well. How are you? Doing very well, other than uh, trying to stay warm. Yeah, it's getting cold, man. Yeah, getting into this wintertime mm, mindset. Yes, it's there's snow on the ground here. Oh wow! And in, in, in Wisconsin, so it's uh, it's a little snowy. It's kind of crazy. Yeah. I uh, I was walking my dog out in this woods behind my house yesterday, mm-hmm. and there was snow everywhere and whatever. And my dog was like sniffing everything, and I wasn't really paying any attention. All of a sudden, I realized my dog was sniffing a deer carcass. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> but I kind of couldn't tell it was a deer carcass because it was covered in snow. Yeah. Um, but then all of a sudden I realized it was, yeah, it was a dead deer and it had already been like eaten by a bunch of coyotes, but, um, there was still a head and some ribs left over. So my dog was like trying to get in those ribs and I was like, nah, dog, no, nah, let's go. <laughs> and there's our preview for Bambi. Yes. Bambi's mom. Bambi's mom. <laughs> we found her. Oh man. Yeah. We haven't quite gotten any snow yet here or even any frost, but it's been down into the, the near freezing point overnight here so it's starting to get chilly oh man so yeah just uh trying to survive but uh enough about that we'll, let's uh we're gonna this we're gonna talk game. about some yeah lion king right yeah the li- no, well see it was gonna be the lion king and uh. up until very recently it was gonna be the lion <laughs> king and then we realized that uh Someone the was week, having a birthday. Yeah, the week that we're doing this, both kind of recording slash releasing, is the 25th anniversary of Disney's Aladdin for the Sega Genesis slash Mega Drive. Yeah, we totally almost totally screwed planned that, that one way. up. Yeah, <laughs> so we pulled a lateral last second. We're like, frick, we need to switch it up. So no Lion King this week. Sorry, guys. Yeah, we went one game earlier, but still just as good in many ways and we'll we'll dive into that but uh without further ado let's check out disney's aladdin Alrighty, so as always, we'll start with what the heck is this game? So Clay, I'll have you kick us off with that. Tell us a little bit about it. Yeah, so this is a action platformer game uh, based off the movie. Uh, there are two different kinds, uh, or kinds, two different <laughs> Aladdin games uh, that people think of from this generation. Uh, this one came out first. And in my opinion, is the better version, but uh, we'll get to that. Um, yes, and so th- there was, there's two two Aladdin games, one on Genesis, uh, and uh, a different version that was uh, on the Super Nintendo. Obviously, it came out on other consoles, but uh, this is the one it was known for. Um, this one, I guess, the big thing that 
separates them is, you know, obviously who developed them. This one was developed by Virgin Games and not by um, Capcom. And so the, the other version is the Capcom version. But we'll be taking a look at that, um, but not today. And so this is the, yeah, this is the Genesis version. And uh, yeah, it's really straightforward uh, platforming action collectathon type game. So pretty simple. And uh, yeah, so it was developed by Virgin Games uh, for for the Sega Genesis, Sega Mega Drive. Um, it released November 11th, 1993, which uh, as of recording today is November 10th. So tomorrow as of recording will be the, what'd you say, 25? Yeah. So pretty cool that we, uh, <laughs> we made this work. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Along with the Sega Genesis, it was also released on a number of different consoles, including the Amiga. What is the Amiga? I don't even know what that is. Oh, man. Um, Do you know? Off the top mm, of your head? Not right off the top of my head. I, lo- I, I, I heard legit of it. don't. Amiga. I'm Googling it. Let's I see can't remember if it was like oh, a little it's a, it's PC. it's a computer. Yeah, like, yeah. A, like a Commodore 64 type thing. Okay. Yeah, so it was on the Amiga. It was also on DOS, which is another computer thing. Uh, there's an NES version. Really? Um, which I don't... I played the ROM of it yesterday. I don't know how readily available that game was, because that's not a game you see in the wild. So yeah. maybe it was like a, a Europe thing, or... Yeah, it's really like, late in the generation for it to have come Right, out. and oh man. So that one and the Game Boy one are basically the same game. I played both okay. of them yesterday and they're both pretty much complete garbage. Oh. Um they it's basically a like level by level port more or less. Like the level layouts are exactly the same, mm-hmm. the enemy placements all the same, um but they're just like the the NES and Game Boy versions are just the frame rate is atrocious and um and when he, you say for they're the re- same, do you mean the same as each other, or they're the same as this one, but just Sorry, like, dumbed they're, down? Well, they're they're definitely the same game, the NES and the Game Boy one, but they are the same as the, as far as I could tell. I mean, I only played like the first level, yeah. but um, but yeah, pretty much the same layout as the Genesis ones. Maybe How a little random, yeah. And and it just it they're atrocious looking, and like his jump is super floaty in them for some reason. Mm-hmm. So you can like jump way higher than you can in the the original game. But oh, weird. um, anyway, I wouldn't really recommend those. Uh, there's also a Game Boy Color version that came out later. Mm-hmm. Um, that one is a little bit better. Okay. Uh, look, it looks better, but, and probably plays the frame rates probably a little bit better. Um, but still not up to snuff. Uh, I don't know. They, they tried hard. Yeah. Um, also not mentioned on here. I, there's a, there's like a, a game gear version. Maybe that's in a different class or something, but hmm, I, okay. I literally have it sitting behind me. So I either, <laughs> I don't know why it's not listed. It wasn't listed in this list. Huh? Um, but I definitely I have that, and so um, I think that's I think that's all the consoles though. But that's okay. it's still a lot. The yeah. fact that it came to the computer is kind of interesting. I think. Yeah. Uh, I, I haven't seen gameplay of that. I'm not sure what it would look like or how it played, but um, I feel like consoles were ahead of computers at this point, right? I don't know if I'd say like ahead as far as like technically, but yeah, like in in general, like gaming was this type of game, like platforms and stuff platformers and stuff were, were usually on console. I feel like the PC games were more like adventure and point and click and strategy at that point. But I mean, doom was already out or was coming out right around the same okay. time. So I, it's hard to say. Um, 
But in general, I feel like the Disney games on console were usually action-adventure platformers, and that the Disney games on PC, maybe not right this time period, but shortly after, were like the interactive CD-ROM storybook, you know, like the right, yeah, 101 Dalmatians and Pooh's Adventure and stuff. But okay, um, no, so, yeah, so I don't know. Like, I'm not stuff. giving it enough credit. I think I'm I'm thinking older. Yeah. I guess I didn't. Yeah, because I'm looking at footage of it right now, and it actually looks pretty on par with with the Genesis version. Okay, um, yeah. Really, the only big difference is there's a huge like top bar above with with all your like your your health and all your collectibles mm. and stuff. It's okay. and it's a big black bar. It's kind of obtrusive, but yeah. Um, other than that, it looks like uh, doesn't look too bad actually. So yeah, I apologize for all those DOS lovers out there. I should have. Uh, <laughs> Should have given it more credit. Hardcore but, gamers. Um, we're actually going to be covering uh, some older computer Disney games here eventually. I think we've got one on the list coming up um, shortly. So we'll nice. we'll have to see if we can <laughs> figure out how to play those. <laughs> um, anyway, I'm, I'm taking too long just to get through the top part here. So... Um, I had some additional notes, Jeff. Would you like it if I if I shared some of them? Yeah, go ahead and touch and on you, those. And then you could. All right, uh, just some things I found online. There's there's a lot to read up on this game because it's obviously pretty popular. Uh, Disney Aladdin was developed for the Mega Drive originally, so that was that was like what it was. They set out to make it specifically for. Um, was published by Sega. Uh, this was due to the fact that Sega had both obtained a license for publishing video games based on Disney's motion pictures and uh, established a collaboration deal with Disney's Venture Animation Studio. So Sega of America tasked the Virgin Games USA development team with programming duties because of their successful previous efforts with McDonald's Global Gladiators and 7-Up Cool Spot. I played Cool Spot. That was a fun game. Yeah, I like that one. I don't know if I've ever played McDonald's. Global no, I've Gladiator. never heard of that one. I've, I've played some McDonald's games, but I don't know if I've played that one. Yeah. I, I'm not sure. But um, yeah, so it's cool. Basically, um, I'll just keep reading. Development for the game began <laughs> in January 1993 with a, a team of 10 animators working on the animation frames. The work was then shipped to Virgin's California facility to be digitized. Ooh, ooh cool word. <laughs> the, the game used traditional animation, which was produced by Disney animators uh, under the supervision of Virgin's animation staff, including animation producer Andy Lucky, uh, technical directors, animation directors used an in-house digicel process to compress the data onto the cartridge. Hmm. Um, I don't know a lot about digicel. I probably should have tried Googling it and seen if I could find more. I mean, I, we can kind of assume what it is, but yeah. um, I think I read somewhere else that the digicel thing was kind of their... Um, their their technology their i don't mm-hmm. know i'm sure they, so, they created it yeah right um i don't know it's just interesting because this was literally this game was created because they they struck up this deal with disney a to be able to um license their games you know and use them but then they also established this collaboration deal where they would have access to disney animators for their games that's so awesome it's. I would have been so stoked if I worked there and like we mm-hmm. figured out that deal. Yeah, that's pretty cool. So that's really cool. Um, and as we'll talk about when we get to the visual part, I think that this whole thing we're talking about right here really played a huge part in why this game is as 
good looking or awesome or whatever mm-hmm. um, as it is. Um, for those of you who don't know, uh, Aladdin for the Genesis was the third best selling game wow. for the console with 4 million physical units sold since its release. That's impressive. So, yeah. Considering, you know, how many Sonic games and other stuff. Seriously. So this was, uh, this is definitely a staple of the Genesis um, collection and, you know, the games they had. And so, um, Jeff, did you have anything you wanted to share kind of off topic with this game before? Yeah, just a little bit more about yeah. its inspiration and impact on the industry. Uh, there was an interview, there's there's a documentary essentially that Digital Foundry, which is Eurogamer's like tech analysis YouTube division. Um, they did an interview with a bunch of uh, former Rare employees, current Platonic Games employees who had worked on Donkey Kong Country. And uh, one of them, Kev Bayless, an artist, uh, mentioned that the uh, the reason, a, a big reason that Nintendo pushed for Donkey Kong Country and the pre-rendered graphics and all that was because this, this Aladdin game, this Genesis version, was getting... Um, pretty positive press about how good it looked and that it possibly rivaled Super Nintendo games because it had uh, again, as we'll talk about with the graphics just really good graphics and so um, Donkey Kong Country was essentially a direct answer to that um, which was just fascinating in and of itself uh, but then this the the lead designer and a lot of the team went on to found Shiny Entertainment the following year, made Earthworm Jim Shiny yeah. Entertainment eventually went on to merge with, I think, the collective to become Double Helix Games, or there may have been a few steps in there, but ultimately they became Double Helix Games, and Double Helix Games created the 2013 version of Killer Instinct, which was Rare's uh, original 3D uh, sprite rendered game that they had started work on just slightly before Donkey Kong Country. So, kind of a full circle story there. I don't know that anyone who worked on Aladdin did work on that new version, but there's an interesting lineage back and forth there. Yeah. With that. So, I just thought that was interesting. That is really interesting. Um, and I guess we didn't really mention, but uh, Virgin Interactive obviously went on to make other uh disney games yeah um obviously because they had this this deal going um some of them being obviously uh they did um the jungle book they did the lion king um which was the other big i think genesis hit Mm -hmm. um with the disney name uh i'm trying to think what other disney games i should have written they do the pinocchio one or yes yep yep, that's here um you're right. They did that as well, which we talked about the animation on that one mm-hmm. being like really good. So Graphics that makes sense. Great. Yep. Yeah, that makes sense that they would have done that. Um, and there might have been a couple more, but off the top of my head, those are some of the ones they did. But um, I don't know. Just th- their work based on what they had, you know, the the relationship they had with Disney just made them kind of untouchable. So mm-hmm. it definitely helped helped them put them put it in their corner so definitely um but then i guess it's interesting because eventually they didn't just stick to genesis or sega because when they went to lion king obviously um they developed it for both consoles Mm -hmm. so they weren't they weren't necessarily um i don't know i guess you call it first party they weren't right or or second party because it was Sega publishing yeah right um but but for this one it seemed like they and so I, I'm not sure what the story is with like uh, Nintendo doing a Capcom version and Disney licensing that yeah. out. I'm not really sure how that all played out or how that works. Um, maybe we'll find out uh, when we cover that one. But mm. we figured it was best to keep them separate. So rather yeah. than you know smash them, put them both in here. So 
Yeah. Alrighty. Well, with that, um, let's let's keep moving forward. Uh, do you have any history with this game uh, or any nostalgia with it? Oh my gosh, so much. <laughs> it's unreal. I probably made this show with you, Jeff, to cover this game and Lion yeah. King. Uh, yeah. The, Aladdin, Lion King, and Mickey's Magical Whatever. Those three games are probably like the pinnacle Disney video games in you know in my life i guess yeah um and they're obviously some of the most popular ones but um yeah so i never had a sega genesis at my house when i was a kid uh, i was a nintendo kid but for whatever reason my grandma had a sega genesis at her house hmm. and so when we would go over there which was a lot um we would play the sega and we didn't really care we're like we yeah. weren't like loyalists to nintendo we'd play whatever was you know available mm-hmm. and so she had she had a Genesis and she had Aladdin, she had Lion King, uh, and some other games. And, uh, so really like I, every time we were there, th- these were the games that we were playing. And so, um, oh my gosh, just so much nostalgia for these games. And even though I probably, well, I can guarantee I never beat either of them, um, or probably even got too far in them. We still <laughs> played the crap out of them. And it's yeah. just, it's funny to think even after playing them for as long as we did that we never like got better or right. like, figured it out. Yeah. Um, I think we did eventually learn the level skip cheat. And so we probably use that to uh, yeah. play a little bit of every level, but I'm not sure that I've ever beat every level until now mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, uh, who am I kidding? I, I level skipped this week to <laughs> playing this, but uh, just once. Um, so yeah, I mean, there's that's kind of my history with it. Was you know we played it a lot then, and and it's just always been a game that, uh, even growing up, I, is still like super important to me. I have a a copy of it. You know, it's been sitting on my shelf ever since I started buying my own Genesis games, and I've got mm-hmm. like three Genesis consoles for some reason. Oh, I don't wow. know why. <laughs> I got some of them like in box, and they're like really cheap. Anyway, yeah. um. I think I even own, yeah, and I own a copy of Aladdin for probably almost every console. Um, nice. I've got the uh, Game Gear game in box back there, and so I don't know. It's just I like it. It's it. They made so many copies of it. It's like easy to find. It's not expensive, and mm-hmm. so um, it, it didn't take me very long to to get a copy. And so it's just always been a game that uh, is just even like hearing the music and just seeing level one just really takes me back. And so. Yeah. Um, yeah, just good memories all around. That's awesome. Uh, for myself, unfortunately, it's an, yet another one that I, I didn't grow up with. Uh, however, more so than most of the other games, with the exception of maybe The Lion King, I was very aware of this one, um, and I really wanted to get it and play it. I think I played it at a store kiosk um, around the time nice. it came out. Um, but yeah, I just I, I never owned it, and I never got it later on. Um, I played it on emulators plenty of times. Um, quite a bit actually but again like you I, I didn't really ever get that far or feel like I got any better at it um it, <laughs> this week is the first time I ever got past like the third level um and I also had to use level skip because it it gets tough as nails this is a blockbuster brutal game for sure yep um and this team behind this game is is pretty notorious for almost inventing that <laughs> um especially with Lion King uh, yeah that yep. same interview that you were talking about earlier, they discussed that. So, um, yeah, I, I sad to say that I missed out on it originally, but I, I, at the time I had a subscription to Disney adventure magazine and pretty sure they covered it pretty in depth. And I was like really stoked to 
yeah to learn more about it and, and see it and all that good stuff um so sadly no history with it but the nostalgia is pretty strong for it just because it, it it was a milestone in the video games industry it was a good movie tie-in it was you know got a lot of praise and critical acclaim and all that good stuff and it was sort of disney had had success on the the nes prior to this with some of the disney afternoon games and things like that but um i felt like this was a chance for disney to really move into gaming and uh kind of dominate that industry and and as we all know that didn't really happen but it, at the time for me it was like oh my goodness they're they're tackling this and um it was around that time that i kind of thought that i wanted to be a video game developer so oh nice yeah so all all based around that time period and and this game in the lion king so okay right there with you on on the love for those um but yeah that's pretty much it so uh with that we've talked enough about the game and how it was made and all that but uh we'll jump now into our gameplay discussion And with the gameplay discussion, as always, we will discuss the visuals, the audio, the gameplay slash difficulty, the story, and then just kind of discuss each level a little bit. Um, so first, the gameplay. This game is pretty good. <laughs> um, it's got Solid. really tight controls. I, I like how it handles. I like the, uh, the gameplay elements as far as like... Things you can climb, kind of do the monkey bar thing. You can, you got a sword, and you can throw apples, and um, it's a well-rounded package. It's not overly complicated, but not too simplistic. Definitely. Um, I mean, even just having three button, you know, actions yeah. that you can do: jump, sword, and throw apples. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. That's sometimes that's even more than what a lot of games would give you. But right, exactly. Um, but yeah, it worked. I think it worked real well for for the Genesis um, controller, I guess. And I just needed to have like you just I, I remap things sometimes and mm-hmm. try to. I don't know. And it's cool that they allow you to do that. So it's like, yeah, where they, do you where do you put the jump? Where do you, yeah, I like mm-hmm. that. So yeah. same here. Um, it was interesting for me not having a, a hard copy of the game. I did use emulation, but. Um, not again, not growing up with the Genesis, I'm not familiar with that controller and I don't have any like muscle memory for it. And so when I was mapping the buttons, I was like, oh, I don't even know what I should map to wear on an right. Xbox controller. Um, <laughs> and so I ended up just kind of doing A to jump, uh, X to swing my sword and Y to throw the apples and that, that worked out. Um, so, but again, like you said, I could do that in game. I didn't have to remap the controller after I picked the, the button layout. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, uh, there's, I was going to say, there's a few variations of gameplay. There's like a magic carpet section where it's just sort of a up-down, avoid obstacles thing. A um, little cheap in that it Genie will point up or down to tell you to avoid a rock, but then every once in a while he does like a question mark or he'll do it a little late. And uh, yeah, it. Uh, and when I say Genie, it's literally just a finger on the right side of the screen that's pointing. <laughs> right. Um, so... Uh, is there any other there's some mini games with a boo uh, yeah where you get to kind of dodge obstacles and they, they give him a sword so uh, there's that is there any other gameplay variants in there 
some boss no, battles and I stuff think that's, like that. I think that's about it. Okay. So. Yeah. But the big thing, the main thing that we wanted to discuss here is the visuals. Ah, yes. So, yeah, the, the visuals for this game are probably the best of the Genesis, in my opinion. Um, the animation in and of itself is spectacular. It's very, very smooth. And... Uh, what I think is more impressive going back to gameplay is that the animation is super smooth, but it doesn't get in the way of the gameplay. Mm. And that's such a hard balance to get right. Um, and I've seen plenty of games, even modern games, even like Red Dead Redemption 2 just came out this week. And sometimes the animations get in the way of the gameplay because, especially when you're trying to do small movements, the animation has to finish before you know you can turn or you can't turn on a dime. And it gets in the way. This game, I feel like, had a perfect... Uh, ability to let you cut off an animation and, and transition without it looking too uh, jerky and, and jolty or whatever. So, I, yeah, huge props for the animation. Um, you want to talk a little bit about anything other otherwise visuals, backgrounds? Oh yeah, absolutely, dude. Yeah, um, yeah I'm just gonna have to go up front and be like, let. It, I mean, I already mentioned it, but I have like super nostalgia glasses on for this one. Um, I don't really know the Capcom version that well, and I know a lot of people like to argue over which is better. Um, yeah. But I don't know. It, I don't really think it's even fair to compare the two because they're two completely different games. It's not like yeah. Capcom, you know, ported their version and, and changed some stuff. Right. You know, it, this is literally like a two completely separate different... teams doing two separate things without talking to each other very much. Right. And yeah. so I, I think this is the better <laughs> the better game, I guess, if you have I, to compare them. I agree a hundred percent. But I but I've like barely played the Capcom one. And it, it's weird because I love Capcom Disney games. Like their Mickey mm -hmm. games are like some of my favorites. So right. it's just really weird that I would I would side with this one. But like I said, I haven't really given the Capcom one a fair shake. Yeah. Um but I think that I think that they're probably better in their own ways. And so uh Yeah. I'm excited. I both equally, and I would say I like the Genesis one better, so I think okay. totally valid in that. Opinion. Okay. But, every, yeah, everything I'm going to say here is probably just heightened by, you know, <laughs> the, the memories I have, the nostalgia. Sure. But, um, yeah, visually, this game, holy crap, is just, it's so good. There's so um, much packed into it. So much uh, attention to detail and, and small details. Mm -hmm. uh, things like throwing apples at daggers in the air. The, yeah. the daggers cut the apples in half. Yeah. Like just stuff like that. They did not need to do that, but they did it, you know? Mm -hmm. And, and it just, I don't know. It, it really, it really added something. They also had a lot of fun visually with, um, like Easter egg kind of things where mm -hmm. little, little subtle hints and, and things like that. Uh, there's like Mickey ears throughout the game. Mm -hmm. Um, there's a goofy pillar at one point where you see yep. goofy's face, Sebastian's uh, in the yes. dungeon, <laughs> which I literally <laughs> I had never noticed that or heard about that until I played through it this week. And I was oh, like, okay. holy crap, that's yeah. Sebastian. <laughs> I, I did not know about that. I thought yeah. that was funny. Um, uh, yeah. Other than that, uh, other visual things there are cut scenes in between the levels uh those are probably not as great i guess uh it's a lot of like talking heads with with you know dialogue written out or whatever so maybe maybe not the best um on those parts but you, as a kid you usually just skip that crap anyways mm -hmm. i think in, until i played it this time i've never actually like sat and read through right. what they present as the story in this game um but uh, I'm trying to think other than that. Obviously, the character models are on point. Mm -hmm. uh, even just 
you know, holding still for a second, your character already kind of has like a, a pause animation. And yep. then if you let them stand there even longer, they have more idle animations. And I don't know. It's just, they definitely put a lot of, of detail into it. Uh, I'm trying to think. I had more more thoughts when I was playing through it. And I kept thinking, man, I should be writing this stuff down. Yeah. But I was also re- recording and didn't want to. Yeah, I've got a few more in the backgrounds. Um, yeah, let's hear it, dude. The, uh, there's certain levels, and, and especially like the Magic Carpet and some other ones where there's background uh, parallax scrolling where there's like different layers of the background moving at different speeds, which... Uh, we talked a little bit about this with Pinocchio that the Super Nintendo had it and the Sega Genesis version didn't. But mm. in this game, um, it, it does have a lot of it. And um, it's notable, especially because the Genesis did not really natively support that, is my understanding. Um, you can only have one scrolling background or, or something or two, maybe. Right. Um, but essentially, by doing a really... I can never remember what's high level and low level, but really complex coding where you just basically go scan line by scan line on the TV... And knowing the refresh rate of the TV, you can update and, and fake that kind of thing. Um, huh. Donkey Kong Country actually did do that because it did more parallaxing than the Super Nintendo allowed. Um, but it's, it was a really involved technique, really really advanced and took uh, a lot of man hours, but produced a really good result. And so it was really impressive to see that um, in multiple levels. The desert levels got some cool background dunes and, and other stuff like that. Um, the color palette is spot on, I think, with the movie that going from like the marketplace to the dungeon and um they swap out kind of a cooler palette when you're not in the light in the dungeon mm-hmm. so like the apples are a little more purple and aladdin's kind of got a dark blue hue um which looks great because it kind of makes him look like he's in the environment rather than just kind of um putting the regular sprite or whatever over right a new background so not that that was a super difficult thing because that's just a matter of of remapping the palette which you know the genesis was pretty limited on the number of colors it could display at any time anyway so um i don't know that palette swapping was hard but it, it's a nice touch and it's an extra attention to detail that not every game did um right. that i mean that's pretty much the just like the smoke animations things like that just look great mm-hmm. uh, definitely. the uh the in the dungeon dungeon level, you have those like uh, pieces of wall that kind of go in and out. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. Those look, those look really cool, kind of like a 3D effect. And then yep. uh, in the later levels, there's these um, I don't even know what they're called <laughs> big uh, <laughs> big balls that swing back and forth, mm, and yeah. uh, they kind of go into the background and then back into the foreground. Yeah. Um, I don't know stuff like that. Just it, it almost stands out because it looks so good and like almost, you know, 3D. Yeah. Um, so I thought that was kind of interesting. Um, Another interesting thing was the the rolling boulders in the escape from the Cave of Wonders. Yeah. Um, those looked like pre-rendered 3D things. And um, either, however they were done doesn't really matter. But it, the fact that they rolled and, and looked realistic was... Again, in- impressive because I don't. Again, don't I don't think the Genesis supported sprite rotation, so it would have had to be animation frames for it to work, which is impressive. Right. So, um, hmm. yeah, there's just a lot of stuff, and that's a you know it was a big sprite too. It was like four sprites in one. Um, so, a lot yeah. of technical effects and a lot of really good uh, technical visual achievement with this game on top yeah. of the amazing art. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I the screen is a little busy. Um, 
I mean, there are quite a few collectibles in this game, but mm-hmm. I mean, the the health meter thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's cool that it's like, you know, smoke uh, of the lamp. Yeah, but uh, give you and, a count of hit points, and so right. So it's it's a little vague, yeah. and then there's a a point meter at the top, which. Why do we even care about points at this point? You know, yeah. at this time. Um, yeah. So, uh, and then you got your health and your uh, collectibles at the bottom or whatever. I don't know. I, I think they could have probably done a, a better job of explaining the health and maybe gotten rid of the points. I would have yeah. liked it better. I don't know. Yeah. Just any kind of clear, you know, visual of how many hit points you have would be nice. But yeah. One thing I did appreciate is the first. It's not even a loading screen. It's really just an informational screen because you can skip over all of those. But pretty much the first one that pops up shows you every icon in the game and every collectible. And it's like, get these, spend these, do these. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm sure most of like how to spend the jewels and stuff like that is explained in like the user manual. But in game, it doesn't really say that you need to seek out the uh, the wanderer from the opening of the movie, the narrator. Yeah. Um, And 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 that's nice. Because most of the time we complain that something's not communicated, but it's probably yeah. in the manual. Right. And so this, like, this is what we've been asking for. For the most part, yeah, this explains the the bulk of everything you need to know, and essential, and definitely the essentials. So right, um, right, yeah. But I would agree. I would agree. The UI is a little busy, and again, because it's a lower resolution game, it, they're bigger icons so that they can be read on an old TV. So yeah, you know, it's understandable, but it is like you said, is a little busy. Right. So yeah, uh, I think for the most part, we're usually pretty positive about a game's visuals on this show, mm-hmm. but um, I just want to make it clear that these are like, I think way better than everything else we've probably talked not well yeah, about. Uh, I, I would agree as far as comparing them to current, to whatever they were up against at the time. Yeah. Um, unless you go play like the Game Boy version, then that, that all, well, all goes out the door real fast. Yeah. But I feel like that's half the appeal though. And as soon as you get rid of those visuals, you have, I don't know. I, not that the gameplay isn't bad, but I feel like without the visuals, you, you lose some of what this game is, you know, known for, I guess. Yeah. I, I think that's fair. Some to of say. its charm. It's a tight game, but it definitely it is boosted by its graphics. Yeah, I agree. Um, Anything else gra- graphically, visually? I'm sure I'm forgetting we'll, something. We'll probably but... remember and touch back on it. But yeah, totally. uh, with that to kind of complement the really good graphics is the audio. And uh, for me, you know, I, not having the nostalgia of it and kind of just playing it a little bit, um, I really like the audio. I just have personally never been a fan of the sound chip on the Genesis. Um, it just always sounds a little too harsh. I, I don't know if that's the best way to put it, but like. Uh, that's the only way I can really think of. It's just the the samples that come out of it. It's like a, a Yamaha MIDI chip or something. Um, were never my favorite, and and that goes you know, good music even with like Sonic the Hedgehog still to me is not as good as it could have been had it been done on different hardware. But you know that comes down to personal preference and choice. Boo! It's just limited, yeah, yeah, yeah. Limited audio, um, but the compositions I think in this game are amazing, and there is a great mix of, and this again is something we bring up a lot, but this time there is a great mix of both original movie music and, uh, or movie music and original compositions. So definitely, I thought definitely. that was awesome that they did that. Yeah, and it's exactly what we always ask for in these games. So it's true, <laughs> like they did it. <laughs> Don't know why nobody Finally. else did it. Yeah, <laughs> right. Finally. Stubborn. 
<laughs> I think it's like, well, we're employing a composer. We should probably make him compose. Right. <laughs> or he's just stubborn. It's like, well, this is someone else's music. I don't want to touch it. Who knows? Yep. Yeah. Um, what are your thoughts on the audio? I'm, I'm, sounds like you like it a lot more. Uh, I do. And I think a lot of it is just nostalgia. Like, I think sure. yeah. if I heard this uh, on a SNES, I mean, The Lion King's a perfect example. It, it is. I hear, I hear exactly. there, the, 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 Super Nintendo version of Lion King's music, and it's just, it's not the same to me, and it just doesn't, I don't feel like it's as good, but I think it's just because that this is what I'm used to. Yeah. This is what I grew so up, think- so hearing it a different way is just weird. Yeah. Um, but I will say, as a, as a guy who owned a Super Nintendo and never had his own Genesis, mm-hmm. I think sometimes the Genesis works better than than the sound chips on the Super Nintendo, but not always. Okay. I think I think it, it it's a case by case basis thing. I get what you're saying, like I get where you're coming from, because they're definitely different. And yeah, uh, oh, yeah, I can I can hear uh, you can play me any random song, and I can pretty much tell you which you know chip if it set, came out, yeah, yeah which yeah. chipset it is. Yeah. Um, and not that that's like a huge brag. I'm sure a lot of people no, can yeah, tell, it's tell the difference. Standard, but um, still. But th- regardless, I still think this works really well. Yeah. Um, and so, um, I don't know. <laughs> when we get to Lion King, I think there's some pros and cons to both versions. Yeah. Uh, like, like I think the Super Nintendo version has like vocal stuff, but then mm. the Genesis can't really do vocal stuff. I don't know. It, the terminology not there. But yeah, it might be the other way around. But yeah. no, no, because it's the the opening to the Lion King on the Super Nintendo has that. Oh, but the but the Sega one it, doesn't do yeah. that. And you you mean musically? I was thinking like voice clips, like no, 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 it no, stops. No. no, and and that is because of how the MIDI's you can load your own MIDI sound clips. Right. That's probably why that worked. Okay. Okay. Um, so there's things like that that I think give it you know one the edge over another, but mm-hmm. um, I don't know. I. I still think the uh, I think the Genesis sound chip on this one works works good. So yeah. I disagree with Jeff, but that's okay. That's quite all right. Um, um, either way, I, the music's I, really good. I, I agree with you 100 percent though that they they did a great mixture of original with and then stuff from the movie to the point that you don't even notice that what you're listening to wasn't even in the movie. Um, right. Yeah. I mean, like you know, it just it all kind of flows pretty well. The mm-hmm. desert music from the second level maybe stands out a little bit. Yeah, um, I had that thought too. But it's but it's not a not a bad song or like annoying, but it it feels a little out of place, but not terribly. Yeah. Um, and then my only other thought was, oh, this was kind of weird. Uh, on one of the levels, oh, the first level, they yeah. use the music. Yeah, from I was Prince gonna Ali. bring this up. Yep. And maybe I'm jumping ahead here. No, no, but... you're not. I wanted to talk about it now, <laughs> too. <laughs> okay. But then when you get to Agrabah Rooftops later on, a different level, same setting, basically, they do the music to one jump ahead. And yeah. uh, so I don't know why they did that. Um, or odd. I don't know if they just thought the Prince Ali music was like way more catchy or identifiable so they put yeah. that on the on the first level to make a good impression i'm not sure i thought that it, was interesting it, yeah it really doesn't make a whole lot of sense and i was trying to make i was trying to think through it the same way like the movie's first song is one jump the first level is based on the market which is from the you know or the, i guess the second song because the opening credits have a song but right. the first like one with aladdin is one jump so like yeah it was weird to have a level literally based on one jump all the way down to like walking across the fire and and all that stuff from the from the movie 
and then using the Prince Ali song, which I get like maybe there wasn't a better place to use it, but maybe switch them, maybe start with one jump and then do Prince Ali yep. later. Like Definitely. I just don't quite understand the idea and the thought process <laughs> there, but it is what it is and it's not the end of the world. It was just kind of like, wait, this is a lot of music, but this isn't what's playing at this part of the movie. Right. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah. Beyond the music, the sound design is really good as well. Uh, there's mm-hmm. voice samples. There's uh, metallic clanks. Like if your sword hits someone else's sword, it makes yeah. a different sound. And I mean, there's there's really great sound design here. Um, there wasn't ever any sound effects that got annoying to me, like in most of the other games we've played from this. There's era. no jump sound. You you silently yeah. jump like a normal yeah. person, and just very light, like an impact sound if you fall from more than a certain height. And there's yeah, a cloud of dust. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, exactly. It's a, it's refreshing. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, even even the Mario games, which do fine, they have. Sound, jump sounds but those never got obnoxious but um, right. I think those are the reason that most of their games had jump sounds is because like oh it, Mario, Mario it. makes a sound yeah exactly uh, um, very few did it as well Sonic <laughs> maybe the one exception did it just as well yeah but um, yeah no jump sound <laughs> that's great uh, the rest of the vis- or the rest of the sound design I can't I don't I can't really place any faults on it like I'm sure there's probably a couple of things like the uh, the, the voice samples are compressed but they're not awful Right. Um, I think my only issue with the voicing is it just doesn't sound like Aladdin. He's like, wow. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, whereas in in the Capcom one, I think it has a little more, it sounds a little more like the actual voice actor. I don't know if it is him, Can't but it, it's got like a... what it sounds like in that one. I'll have to play yeah, it. I just turned it on last night and I noticed that and I was like, okay. okay. But huh. if I hadn't compared, I mean, it, it's a really small thing, sure, but... Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, I think everything else sound effect wise is A plus. So mm-hmm. Alrighty. And uh Okay, I <laughs> I just realized that I skipped around because I did game you did. first. Yeah. It's okay. So uh we did start with gameplay difficulty, which is normally what we would do after visuals and audio, but let's uh, talk about difficulty. Yeah, we can we can go into that. So um a, co- a a phrase that Clay coined kind of early on in this show is this thing called blockbuster brutal, and it's essentially a trick that developers at this time and and really it was like this development team specifically implemented to help fight uh game rentals and so they'd make like the first level easy and manageable Mm -hmm. and you'd think okay i really like this pretty much give you a a full sample of the game and and how great it could be but then like the second or third level and maybe not in this game in particular definitely the third level by the time you're in the dungeon or whatever Mm -hmm. or the fourth level um it starts getting really, really hard with just really complex jump timings and enemies are a little more aggressive and more projectiles and stuff like that. Um, and so this game, like the first three levels were not terribly difficult for me. And maybe it was partially with the invincibility for the third level. Um, but long story short, the, the difficulty ramps up really severely starting at like the fourth level. Oh yeah, definitely. And, uh, that was again to make people essentially not be able to beat it when they rent it. So they would have to go buy it because if they rented it multiple times, it'd be a waste of money. This is all the thought process by the marketing people. And it, it's true. Um, yeah. But it, it made these games from this era excruciatingly hard for what you would consider to be a kid's game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, especially the later levels. Like I, I don't even know how you would do it. I mean, yeah, I, I, I'm man enough to admit that I, played with the invincibility cheat on just because i wanted to enjoy the game and not get frustrated with Mm -hmm. how difficult it is um 
and I don't think there's anything necessarily wrong with that. And I probably no. I'll, I plan to play Lion King the same way. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, even with you know Infinite Lives and Invincibility, some of the later levels, uh, the w- one I had the most trouble with actually was um, the where you're trying to escape the Cave of Wonders before you get on the carpet. Yeah, after you touch the lamp. And you're, and you're yeah, you're like being chased by the boulders and stuff. Holy mm-hmm. cow, I mm-hmm. could not beat that. That was the one I eventually just gave up and, and used. Because there's no, in that level, there's purposely no Check save. Point, checkpoint. Yeah. Thing, yeah. And so I think they just wanted to feel like you're, you make them run in one full run, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but holy cow, man, it was tough. And, so and then, hard. And then the carpet part is really hard too. And mm-hmm. but what I noticed is, I I probably died five or six times on it, and then eventually it said "nice try," and it kicked me to the next level. Oh, I gave up before that. <laughs> the carpet, See, I, yeah, I gave it two I, tries, and I was like, nope, nope. Yeah, so I guess there's that one for some reason. There's a set amount of times, yeah, and then it just it skips the level for you, uh, which I thought I did think that was interesting, and it, I was on normal difficulty, so. Okay. Uh, I'm not yeah. sure. But yes, this game does have a practice mode, a normal, and a hard mode. Mm-hmm. Uh, I could not imagine beating this game on hard. Um, no. I'm not entirely sure what what makes it hard. If it's yeah, just I'm not either. life count or, or what. Um, but <laughs> I don't know. I feel like th- there should have been just w- one difficulty on this. I, I assume mm-hmm. the practice... Mode probably doesn't give you the full game. It probably yeah you know, we ran select that before right. It's probably exactly like that. So um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. yeah, I think I think you said it all. It's it's definitely not an easy game. But at first, it seems like it's going to be like oh, this is a real yeah. Like you know, it. this is going to be a, you know a moderately challenging game. But I don't know. I I. I guess I don't want it to be super easy. Obviously, you want there to be some challenge, but mm-hmm. they probably took it a little far. It's not as bad as Lion King, but it's no. it, it gets up there. Yeah, uh, the- especially when you get the enemy that I hate most in all video games, which is bats. Yeah. Um, as soon as bats show up, you can just tell that you're going to have a, a bad time. <laughs> so It's true. No, I my first real difficulty, my first real struggle was in the when you're in the Sultan's dungeon or whatever. And those rocks you were talking about earlier, the stones that kind of come in and out of the wall, they're, you know, it's a matter of, and this is something that I, I remember being in like Crash Bandicoot and just, it was popular at this time just to have yeah. those like, um, and actually some of the other Mickey, Mickey games had them. So, mm-hmm. uh, basically a timing thing where it's like you, yours is your platform you're standing on. is going to disappear right as the next one appears essentially is what it is. And it's just timing. And if you screw up on that, you fall like really far and it's that you have to wait for the cycle to, to reset. And it's just, it's time intensive because of the, the, it's on a timer kind of an, uh, this one right. goes in while this one goes in or out. Yeah. Um, so that was my first struggle. And that in general, like that whole area has had, I think that's where the bats first started too. Yep. So, yep. Yeah. Um, and, and it was a much more of a labyrinth and hard to see um, just the way this stuff hangs down in the foreground. It's like, can I pass through this wall or can I not? And can I jump on this platform or can I, right. not? a little bit of that, not too much or like there's chains that you can climb, but there's chains that are kind of just background foreground decoration. Mm-hmm. So a little bit of, a little bit of trickery with that. And then like, sometimes we're in a chain, there's the, the juggling dagger guy who throws stuff at you and it just uh, gets, gets tough. So, yeah, it's definitely a game you have to like, um, it takes practice, repetition, mm-hmm. yeah. just playing it over and over until because, like, I, I didn't really struggle with the platforms that you were talking about. 
okay th- this playthrough but i think it's because i've just i've played it enough that yeah you've got the timing it, but but i totally can and and i'm always i'm never really a fan of let's play a level where you have to climb up really high but then if you screw up you fall all the way back down and then you gotta like work your way back up <laughs> right never been like a huge fan of those kinds of levels so and i don't I, mind them if they're static but it's like when you have to wait for a, an animation cycle it just yeah is it adds so much frustration to me totally um yeah i don't know i as far as gameplay for this goes i just there's a lot to do they, they've jam-packed a lot in here there's a, a, a nice little easy mini game when you if you collect genie heads throughout the level there's like a roulette or i guess yeah. i don't know if that's the right word. Too, like a slot yeah machine. slot machine kind of thing and uh then there's if you collect abu's head they have the abu mini games mm-hmm. uh which are really challenging but it, i don't know it's just the gameplay doesn't have a lot of breakup in it, but um, but those two things right there just kind of add a little a little something extra. So yeah. it always felt like there was just a lot to do in this game and a lot of things to find. Mm-hmm. Most collectibles were for good reason. One is one's a yeah. currency, and one you literally use as a weapon. And so um, it's a little overwhelming when you see that first screen with all the things you can collect, yeah. but. But it's nice that each one of those things actually serves a purpose. Right. Um, and so, I don't know. I, I thought that was pretty cool. There's there's a lot to this game. Uh, there's a lot you can do. I, I mean, there's a ton of Abu collectibles. I I don't even know where they are. You know, I've, I've yeah. maybe found a couple of them. But there's a lot of levels where I'll go through the whole thing and be like, I have no idea where that Abu collectible is. And so, um, there's a lot of replayability on this, I would say, just on that end. So Yeah. Totally agree. Alrighty, uh, let's. I think we've pretty much covered gameplay and yeah. difficulty and everything at this point. Well, let's just. I mean, we'll briefly just maybe touch on the story and the levels together, just because it follows the movie pretty closely. Um, yeah, I mean, unless you want to kind of. I guess I just have further. one thing to say okay. about the story. Um, it kind of follows the movie, um, but also kind of doesn't. They okay. they took some liberties. Yeah. Um, like the. What's the little bug gold things the, that you... Is it a scarab? Yes, the golden scarab. You have yeah. to, like, go find them. Yeah, and there's, like, multiple of them in the desert. and that's, Right. Yeah. Well, I don't think it's multiple. I think it's the same one, but then it runs away oh, from you. Oh, okay. I was confused by that, too. I was like, well, how many of these are there? <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, you have to, like, get one in the desert, and then you have to go to back to the marketplace and fight um, that little... Yeah, the little guy um, who's apparently not dead. Because doesn't he die at the beginning? Yeah, he, gets, he literally gets Disney. eaten by the Cave of Wonders at the very beginning. Right. Before the so, story even starts. So they negated that whole thing. So it's just <laughs> it's little stuff like that right, where right. Um, just kind of they like, for whatever reason, were struggling to set up the story. But mm-hmm. then once it got going, it pretty much played out the way the movie yeah, did. But right. the front was a little like I don't know. I don't know why they had to do it that way. I don't know if it just was based on what levels they were able to do. They're like we just got to tweak some of this stuff. Um and then I did notice the front half of the story plays out pretty long. Like it but then all of a sudden yeah. the end of the movie in the game plays out really fast. Yeah. I mean, you go from riding the the rug out of the Cave of Wonders mm-hmm. and then um and then you've got like three levels left and it's over. So I don't know. It, it's it's heavy on the front end of the story and then kind of just plays really fast. To me, All this sounds like a timing issue with development. 
<laughs> they just may- like, oh, we need to get this out. Maybe. Um, yeah, you might be right. I think even the way that like um, Jafar gets the lamp isn't like how it is in the movie. Also, he's just mm-hmm. like he dropped this when he was doing this, and now I have it. Oh, and another huge thing: uh, Aladdin goes inside of the um, inside of the lamp, which. I don't yeah, remember that. that. I, yeah, that, that I thought was weird because it's like essentially the same thing as Friend Like Me, which was just inside right. the Cave of Wonders. So like, why did it need to be inside the lamp? It could have been equally as surreal. Like the genie was doing his magic in that entire musical scene. Yeah. It's crazy anyway. Yeah, that was odd. Um, um, what I did like about that level in particular was just the visuals of a lot of stuff. I'm uh, sorry. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> no, I, you're, you're right. But we'll, we'll get to it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just hold that thought. We'll we'll come back to it because yeah. you're right. There is some cool visual stuff in that level. Um, I don't know. That's all I wanted to say about the the story is okay. it's a, it's yeah. not a it's not a very accurate representation of the movie, but it's close enough. You yeah. know, they I think they they did an okay job. You know, trying to keep it faithful and yeah. So fair enough, and that's right. I kind of didn't really put enough thought into that but you're you're absolutely right well most people skip it like i and yeah. i totally would skip it too like uh, if, if i wasn't like reviewing it for the show i probably would have just blazed right past it like i used to mm-hmm. and but it wasn't until i like stopped and started reading some of the stuff i'm like why is this uh why is jafar disguised as an old guy like still around after yeah. like four levels i'm like this that charade lasted for like 10 minutes in the movie maybe right I don't know stuff like that where I thought it was weird, and then the inside the lamp, I just thought I was like, that's kind of weird. They like they retcon some things to be like. Then yeah. Aladdin was in got inside Genie's lamp to to not. Die. I think it was like to not be killed by something. I can't remember what it oh, was. Okay. Oh, that's how they got out of the cave of wonders. It like disappeared, but in uh-huh. order for him to not die, he went inside the Genie's lamp oh, weird. In- instead okay. of escaping. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. Just weird. Kind of weird. Yeah. But right. we can go through the levels if you yeah, want. Yeah, let's just real quick touch on them. I don't think we need to go like super in depth with them. But no, 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 no. Yeah. So, um, go ahead and start us out. You. Yeah. So uh, obviously the first level uh, is the one that everybody knows the best uh, is the Agrabah Market. Um, Aladdin fights fights all these you know palace guards, um, and it's it's a relatively straightforward level. Mm-hmm. Um, it kind of ex- it shows you real quickly that there's uh, multiple areas you can visit. There's a lot of like little hidden areas you can go to underneath stairs and mm-hmm. things like that. They do a good job of showing you things that you can collect, but you have to like go around to get to yeah. it and then backtrack or drop down. Yeah. Right. And so yeah. I think they like purposely would show you like, Oh, there's a jewel over there, but there's a wall in the way. Mm-hmm. Go find it. And so, um, I don't know. Uh, other than that, it's, it's, it's a relatively straightforward level. It's a, it's a good yeah. introductory level. I would say. Agreed. Um, following that is the desert level. Um, this one is actually probably the most, uh, unique, if not just the most, I don't know, bizarre and kind of fun level. There's a ton of, uh, Easter eggs and hidden things, um, Mm, in this level. Uh, I mean, for instance, when you first start the level, uh, if you go to your left, when you, uh, first start out, there's like some apples, but then if you go back to the right past the first tree and then go back again to the beginning of the level there's uh, an extra life just sitting there it like appears oh, wow. after you go so far just like random things like that where it's mm-hmm. just like they really did some fun things um and then later on the level there's a uh like a close okay. line yeah 
and there's some Mickey ears on it. And I remember as a kid, I would always like go stand underneath the Mickey ears because they put them at like the perfect level to where right. Aladdin can like, it looks like he's wearing them. But come to find out, they're actually, you can get an extra life for doing this. Mm-hmm. Um, I just never was doing it as like it's a very it has to do with the idol animation yeah right and i wasn't (laughs) and i don't think i was waiting for the idol animation to kind of like to position it because he kind of moves forward a little bit in it yeah Yeah, leans and so uh it took me like three minutes when i because i read about it and i was like i gotta gotta figure this out i did it i did it today because i thought it was a myth i thought maybe i was like ah maybe somebody just made that up but no it's real (laughs) an extra life pops out if you do it right um just really cool stuff that it's just like they just extra little details um obviously there's a pillar in this one that has goofy's face on it mm-hmm. and if you stand behind that pillar and jump you do this like crazy uh i don't know what it is but like you basically like do a super jump and you go flying up in the air and then it reveals one of those like marketplaces where you can buy items Oh, cool. Um, yeah, I which that one. I didn't know that either until I read, read it and tried it and was like, yep, it works. Nice. Um, speaking of the market, there's two things you can buy there. There's extra lives and mm-hmm. there's a thing called one wish. Is a wish, that's like an that's an extra continue, right? I don't know. I was actually going to ask you the same thing. I think, <laughs> it, sure. I think it is because I think when, when you run out of lives... You okay. can continue and like you like that would make sense. You like yeah. kind of come back. You and it does cost more. So right, they're like yeah, ten instead of ten five or whatever. Ten instead of five. Yeah, yeah. And so anyway, I I answered my question just asking it to you for some reason, that but works. I, I finally <laughs> remembered. <laughs> um, yeah. So I don't know the the desert level is just really cool. Uh, there's one part where there's like changing tents like to change into your I guess oh, yeah. suit, and yeah. there's a a man, a woman tent and then there's a genie tent i don't know it's just just really goofy fun Silly, stuff tongue-in-cheek yeah yeah you can just tell they're having fun with it yeah um even though it doesn't fully make sense like why yeah, i think it's maybe for the oasis like for people to go swimming at the oasis but well no, i don't know <laughs> but what does the genie have to do with any of it because he's in the cave of wonders at this below, point yeah below the, at, it doesn't fully make sense but it doesn't really matter i guess right so. i mean at this point you're already collecting genie heads and spinning the little genie vases so I right <laughs> you're right it doesn't uh, it does not make sense as far as what's happening but i guess it doesn't it doesn't matter they're just yeah. having fun yeah uh following <laughs> that is agrabah rooftops um which is basically the market once again mm-hmm. um this time with better b- music <laughs> yes with the proper music uh you're this one introduced some cool characters because you, um, you uh, there's like these ropes that come out of pots, kind of kind of like a uh, snake would, like a snake charmer, and you you ride those and they take you to different areas, mm-hmm. um, and then you're collecting these f- flutes, which I guess like are an what oboe. Act- yeah something it like kinda, that. I think they're the things that activate the. Yeah, so if you collect one, it makes a rope come out of one of the pots, and so okay. then it will take you to a next level that's higher up that might take you to another right. oboe thingy. Yeah. <laughs> it's an interesting mechanic. It's not really well explained, so if right. you don't figure that out, then you get stuck for a while. Yeah, and so you're chasing down the other piece of the scarab, which then, as I mentioned earlier, you run into Gazim, mm-hmm. um, and you fight him in kind of a, a boss but then yeah. directly following that, you get a second boss. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like they should have spread these bosses out, but they literally yeah. have one right Maybe after the other. Should have put one in the first level and one one at this this level. Yes, I don't know. And, I agree. Um, 
What's what's that? What's the head guard's name? Do you remember? I don't remember. I don't know oh. that they give that name until the second or third movie or the TV right. Show. It's definitely not. I don't think it's in the first movie. No. Um, but Mister Mister Disney Trivia doesn't know the name of the guy. Oof! I'm not a fan of straight to video sequels. How dare you? Uh, Aladdin yeah. is in a different. It, ball it was field. the first one, and it, its sequels were much better than in most of the later ones. I will agree. But I've only yes. seen them all, or I've only seen each of them once. Wow! Only once? Yeah. I watched the crap out of those when I was a kid, <laughs> even though they weren't as good, even though the second one didn't have Robin Williams right, in it. I still Simpson. watched it. Yeah, Homer Simpson, baby. Um, yeah, no, I, I watched it, but I may have seen it like two or three times back then, but I definitely have not watched it since I was like 10. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I just thought it was weird. Like They could have easily put... Um, I don't know. Put those bosses in different levels because mm-hmm. there's literally another level with. I don't know. Maybe they just thought it was too hard. His name is Razul. Oh, okay. R a z o u l. There we uh, have it. Voice by voiced by Mr. Jim Cummings. Absolutely. Not in this game, but no. but in the movie. Um. Yeah. So that that's pretty much it uh, for that level. Pretty straightforward. Um. Next is Sultan's Dungeon. Jeff, do you want to talk about that? Sure, yeah. So in the Sultan's Dungeon, basically, as we talked about, you're navigating a maze of the dungeon, but Aladdin fights his way out of the prison. Um, The music in that one is Arabian Nights, which again is another example of them just sort of rearranging. I'm glad they got it to work, and the the color palette is kind of dark, like it's nighttime, like in the movie. Yeah. Um, So it it at least does sort of make some sense. Uh, It's just funny that it was like this... This setting was like in the movie for, I don't know, oh, yeah. ma- like maybe a minute. And then they <laughs> yeah. stretched it out. Like, we could make a whole level out of this. But mm-hmm. I mean, pretty much every platformer game has a spooky dungeon yeah. castle level. So, I mean, it, it, it fits into the platformer uh, trope, I would say. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, it totally works. Also, how about those uh, skeleton bad guys that Dude, replace those their heads are with bombs? Awesome. Yeah, they <laughs> they spawn with a bomb on their head, holding their skull in their hand, and they like take it off with the other hand and put the head on, and then throw it. Like that's awesome. And then they blow up, and their skeleton bounces everywhere and tries to yep. hit you. Yeah, just like what a wacky enemy dis- like choice. Out of- right, it's, and it's, it's right up there with the- out of <laughs> like, it's right up there with the movie. Yeah, the snake with the fez hat from the desert level, mm. just like yeah. Just something I like randomly came up with, but right. I appreciate that. At least it's not just Sultan's guards, like mm-hmm. the entire game. So no, that's true. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm glad to have it be something creative and not super generic. And yeah, it's, it's kind of encompasses the, the whole feeling of this game is a little bit of extra effort. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So uh, for- you, yep. If you want to, if you want to keep going there, I, I'll have talked enough. I'll do a couple of them. All right, I'll, I'll give you a break. Uh, so the next one is the Cave of Wonders. This one is it's tough, but not terrible. It's you kind of go through the cave, um, looking for the lamp. It tells you to hit statues or destroy statues, which kind of again goes against the movie where you're not supposed yeah. to touch anything. Yeah, right. Um, so you've got like the statue from the movie that Abu takes the jewel from, um, but then you've got this like kind of other one, this female one that throws. I don't know like sapphires at you um and there's you know a little bit of platforming some more death pits that you didn't really have in earlier levels and uh um, climbing stuff and bats yes um (laughs) 
this level is where I kind of started to realize one of the things I don't like about this game. Okay. And uh, I don't, I'm curious on your thoughts. The hit detection on the sword is kind of weird. It is. Yeah. I, I think it's limited to the physical sword and not just you swinging it because you've got to be at the right distance and you can't be like over right top on top of, of it. Yeah. yeah. But then I the statues. The statues in this level, you can't hit it. You can't kill it from afar. You have to get right on top of it, which is different than like the guards. And I just, I don't know. I did notice that as well. And I was a little annoyed because I couldn't figure it out. Like exactly. It just was like, well, sometimes I'm killing it and sometimes I'm just swinging my sword over and over. Right. So yeah, that's Um, interesting. I'm not sure what's going on with that. Yeah. So it, it, it didn't feel completely accurate. I don't know. It just, every now and then I was like, I'm not sure what I'm swinging at. Um, sometimes things that I would think would work didn't and then vice versa things I didn't think would work would, would hit it. And I was just like, that doesn't make any sense, but, um, it's a small thing. It's, it's not like a game breaking by any means, but every now and then I was just like, why am I not hitting this thing? And the the statues were a prime example for some reason. So, yeah, I did like at the end of the level, um, separate from that, but the, uh, as you get to the very end, it has you jump across the little rocks in the lake or whatever, right. and then climb up the thing to the lamp, which is um, one of the most faithful things to the movie in this, I, I thought, yeah. which I thought was cool. Mm-hmm. Um, not one-to-one exact, like rather than going up a staircase up the thing, it's like there's some rocks that kind of stick out and go in, and uh, but in general, I thought it was pretty good. There's also a boss in this level. Is there? <laughs> yeah. It already. Just, yeah. It's it's going. another statue, and it like teleports between two oh, different you're right, bases. Yeah. It's kind of weird. Kind of weird looking one. Yeah. Yeah. It's like based on the genie ish, but not quite. Yeah. He has like he holds jewels in his hands, and then he um, has like a sword that comes out of his butt. I don't know why. Yeah. But. Yeah. <laughs> it's like he's using his little genie tail as a hand or something. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like when genie uses the microphone in the movie. That's right. Asks Aladdin his name. But other than that, yeah, it is really weird looking at first. (laughs) Um, Yeah, there's that little boss and you just kind of go back and forth between the two things and you hit him as soon as he spawns and that's pretty much it. Yeah, not too hard. No. Um, Yeah, so then you get to the end and you do climb up the ramp, you touch the lamp and then uh, does it transition to like a story thing? Um, I yes, it, I, th- yeah. I think so. Uh, it's like, I um, guess it's level complete. And then there's like a little mini cutscene. Yeah. It says, it shows that boo, you have touched the forbidden treasure. You will now be whatever. And then it cuts back to the next level. Right. And so the, the next worst. one, the escape is, is like, he's we already talked about it. It's one continuous thing, no checkpoints. And like, there's a lot of elements where you have to keep moving, where there's like a rock chasing you and it's insta kill. There's a lot of, um, lava deaths. Like if you don't time yeah. jump, and then it could be like if you're about to make a jump and a rock falls and touches you, it kills you. That happened to me I so hate many that. times. <laughs> so, so stupid. Yeah, there's a lot of that, and then probably bats. If you're gonna have random thing. rocks coming out of nowhere and hitting you, that's okay if it can hurt me, but don't make it slow me down mid jump yeah, exactly. and have me fall. Like, come on, like let me yep. flash, like take the hit. Oof. Yep. Okay. But don't slow my jump down midair because I hit a rock (laughs) that I couldn't see coming. It's just stupid. Don't don't make a level where you're forced to run and hold down the the right button the entire level, and then have boulders come hit you in the face that you have no time to dodge because your your character is like 
all the way on the right side of the screen. It's yep. just stupid. Yep. And this goes back to what we were talking about where games of this era were more about repetition and memorization than they were about fairness and skill. So Yeah. I mean, they, they required that for sure, but it, yeah. Stuff like There's that. There's so it's many... Like, bo- you so many blind react. jumps exactly. where you just you're like you're just jumping and whatever's coming ahead of you hasn't even loaded yet <laughs> exactly. and there's a couple uh cliffs you have to jump off where you're not really sure where the edge of the cliff is and yeah. so sometimes you just get as I would, far to the edge as you can <laughs> right sometimes i jump early or i would not jump like quick enough and i hit the jump button and i would just fall off oh yep. my gosh yep. i hate this level this is the worst level in the game it right? is awful I don't like it. So, um, but if you do get through it, which neither of us did, um, it does take you to the rug at the very end. You jump onto the rug, and that takes you into the next level. Yep. And that one we talked about. It's kind of like the turbo tunnel in Battle Toads or other things like this, where you just sort yeah. of dodge stuff, go up or down, and um, not super complex. Like there's not additional steps it's really just up or down you don't have to like go forward or backward or anything like some of the other games um that use this mechanic but definitely a little cheap when it shows you a question mark instead of a direction to avoid a rock well yeah i agree it is um this is still better than the stampede level in my opinion though yeah Um, because eventually the stampede one i think it does question marks too and and then like in some games the i wonder if in the higher difficulty if the hands go away i don't think no because i'm watching a difficult mode right now and the hands are still there but i guess my point is at least the hands don't minus the question mark they don't really go away uh they're pretty much there the whole time because some games like like in uh just can't wait to be king level when you're riding the ostrich eventually they the prompts go away and you just have to like either memorize it or be really quick to react But in this one, eventually you go so fast that there's like no time to react. Yeah, almost muscle memory at that point. Right. Yeah. I assume it's it's hard coded, but I could see them doing it like random with the rocks, but I'm not sure. I, I think it, I think it's the same every time. Yeah. I think it'd be too so. brutal. I think otherwise. Yeah. I don't um, know. So I was gonna <laughs> I was go. gonna beat this level, but then it freaking skipped me, and I was like, I was I was gonna stick with it till I got it, but. Okay. Uh, it it didn't freaking let me. Last question about this level: What are those little things that are? Dude, I don't know. They look like peanuts. Like I don't know. I, know. I like freeze framed it at one point, and I looked at them, and I'm like, "What are those supposed to be?" Yeah. Are they and, and do they do anything? Do they speed you up? Do they give I, you more hints? Maybe that's I think what they give you points. I think that's all they do. Oh, they're so useless. But, yeah, and <laughs> and they like, and it's not like if you follow them, they take you the safe path. Right. They're just random. And yeah. I don't know. I just don't know what the heck they're supposed to be. And so I, it just, it's cluttered to me, yeah. but it's One a good really looking level. Saw, but. Yeah, it is. It does. It has that parallax thing I was talking about. And then the wave yeah. of lava comes up behind you slowly as you progress. Um, one really yeah. funny thing I saw in the speed run version I watched of this is the guy, because there's not really anything else to do. He just was moving Aladdin in time with the music, like really freakishly well like a choreographed <laughs> dance it was i'll send it to you and maybe yeah you send it to me put in the links or tweet it or something but it's it was just funny and unexpected huh yeah i want to see that okay um so after this eventually you will survive or it will skip for you and you end up in that weird surreal inside the lamp level yeah um, which again could have totally just been in the cave of wonders didn't really need to be inside the lamp but uh it decided that it they decided that was what they should do um what i was talking about earlier with the visuals of this one is there's a lot of references to friend like me or even i think it's like the sun at the very end of the 
movie, like after the whole new world reprise. Right. Um, the sun. Right? The moon, sun, whatever. Moons, but Genie's, yeah. Genie's face when he's like, made you look or whatever. He starts laughing. It, yeah. They've got that in here. And then um, just a ton of floating hands and like the the floor sometimes is the genie's like tail, but you can sink through it like a cloud or something yeah. like that. Like it's, it's a weird abstract level. Um, this is the column A and column B from the musical. <laughs> I so. for, Oh dude, that's what that is. Yeah. I didn't even, that didn't even register in my head. Try part. All try of column some B. of column A. Try all yeah. of column B. Yeah. I'm looking at it right now. I'm like, dude, I completely, I was like, what's with the alphabet thing? Okay, but you're right. Yeah. That's totally what that is. That's yeah. hilarious. Yeah. Um, there's a Sega Genesis in the background. Oh, nice. I didn't see that. Uh, with a TV. It's really random. <laughs> that's um, but yeah, I, First off, the uh, the like laughing sun or moon or whatever that is. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was when I was playing this, I was like, it's super random, but I was like, that would make a really cool tattoo. Just oh, like, interesting with <laughs> with like him laughing or whatever. I don't know. I was yeah. thinking of a really cool tattoo. Um, yeah, the uh, the way that you can kind of fall through the genie blue tail thing is really cool. Yeah, uh, it feel like it, it. It almost is like you can feel it, even though you're obviously playing a video game but um i don't know it's it's an interesting kind of it's like quicksand but you kind of navigate through it but you also don't want to fall through it at certain points because then you die so um i don't know it's really cool it's an interesting level uh there's a bunch of hands toward the end the hands kind of like get small and they get big and Mm -hmm. i died quite a few times just like miss missing mistiming those but um so it, it definitely gets a little more precise with the uh, platforming toward the end, but um, still a fr- actually a pretty fun level, all, all things yeah, considered. Yeah, it doesn't seem super unfair. The, the only part I got stuck on and I just kind of gave up was there's a part where you have to like, kind of jump between balloon heads of the genie. Yeah. And catch them, and, and it's extremely precise and uh, not very forgiving. So um, it does have, for the first, like, little bit of it it does have like kind of a safety floor of these little pillows underneath you but right eventually go away and then if you miss you die so yeah, yeah that was actually where i stopped playing i didn't actually play past that point okay yeah it's understandable it it, it is a little precise i just remember my fingers hurting because i was like yeah holding over and up just so <laughs> like furiously to make sure i got through it but yeah it, so i can understand why that would be frustrating so yep so, you want to take us home through these last two levels then? Yeah, I'd be happy to. All so right. following that, you go to uh, Sultan's Palace, um, which is basically, um, if you remember in the movie, the part where, um, I don't know, it's like these, like, it's at the palace, but there's like water. Uh, I think it's when like Iago pretends to be... Was it Jasmine or something? Oh he, yeah, he, like, yeah. Changes like before voice. they announce Prince the flamingos. Yeah, it's kind of like it's it's basically that setting, but then they turned it into a whole level more or less. And so you're jumping, trying not to fall in the water. Uh, there's flamingos you jump on. There's fish trying to shoot you, and of course the fish are wearing fez. Isn't that what they're called? Fez hats. Yeah, yeah, I think that's what they are. <laughs> so there's so many animals in this game that just wear fezzes because aladdin and abu do so why not ever you know everybody else should um there's a lot of riding the carpet in this level where you jump on him and he takes you to a new area um really not a not a terribly difficult level um 
at least on my perspective, having infinite health, I just, I didn't really struggle with it, but who knows? I maybe would have died a bunch of times if I didn't have infinite health. Uh, so you work your way through the palace, basically, uh, you finally kind of get out of the water and it's just your typical, um, you know, palace level. Then you, uh, you find a boo who's in a cage with a sword and you like jump underneath of it and it lets him out. Um, which is kind of a cool little thing. And then he runs off. Um, yeah, and then I think that's the end of the level. I don't believe there was a boss in this one. And uh, you move on to the next level. So it's pretty straightforward. Uh, oh, maybe... Yeah, there it is. Iago is at the okay. end. I, What's interesting is I did see like in the playthrough of this, there's multiple Iagos as sort of like drones. Yeah. Pluck their feathers uh, to kill them. Yeah, I love that effect. I yeah, meant to mention cool. that in the visuals where you can literally stand there and watch all these feathers like slowly poof. like drop down yeah and poof out yeah, and fall to the yeah. ground um but yeah I, there was a, there's one point where i killed one the feathers were still dropping and then another iago showed up yeah and i was just like wait a, a minute. little weird there to use that <laughs> instead of just like an, a random parrot but right well, it's cool um, to see him in there yeah uh, and so the boss with him he's um like running on the treadmill machine that jafar has and basically okay. um you're th- throwing apples at him basically um there's some places you can stand where the machine that shoots lightning basically if you just keep swinging your sword you can pretty much get through the boss like without even getting hit once um which i noticed that's kind of a trend with a lot of these bosses Mm -hmm. there's not a whole lot to them a lot of them you can just throw apples from afar and because I think even the final boss, you can't even do damage with the sword. It's only through apples, which is really weird. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and not great when you run out of apples because then I'm, they provide you with more. But it's just, I don't know, it feels kind of broken at that point. Yeah. Um, so after you beat Iago, you go to the final level, which is basically the, you know, what happens when, um, <clears throat> once Jafar gets the, uh, the lamp. And so all of a sudden the castle looks evil there's snakes everywhere and uh oh one fun thing i forgot to mention in the uh in the the sultan's castle or palace or whatever there's like the stacked toys that he plays with that are random Mm -hmm. throughout and they even included uh the beast in those stacked toys yep that's awesome Uh, so i guess i don't know i think they're just really proud of their easter eggs and Mm -hmm. i don't know if like virgin went to disney was like hey are there any easter eggs we can put in this we'd like to do that and they're like well here's all the ones that we're doing and like feel free to use them i don't know yeah um, i'm sure it was just the artist really being into it but yeah it'd be interesting to hear more about that right i remember the disney adventures coverage of the lion king went in depth with the easter eggs like talking about some of the lightning flashes and in the shapes of disney characters and things like that so nice. obviously disney's press was aware of it and and liked it so i'm not sure if that was all intentional or just kind of a byproduct or what but right it's still really cool and always i always appreciate easter eggs they're so i don't know i feel like they're much less common these days because of production schedules but right yeah i agree um so you make your way through uh jafar's palace which it now is uh basically a, a palette swap lots of uh spikes that you're jumping over and swinging metal balls um your your typical palace guards there's some additional enemies or whatever um 
get navigating it's not too terribly difficult they, they do throw a lot of enemies at you so i could see it maybe being a little more difficult uh then toward the end you you jump on the carpet and uh you fly up and then you eventually make it to the final boss which um is jafar obviously because he is our our main mm-hmm. villain um he basically i think immediately turns into the snake uh or no 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 there is a first fight with with jafar where he uses his staff and he basically it just like pulls you into him and so you just got to keep throwing apples at him and then eventually he he does transform into the snake um which uh is like oddly small (laughs) compared to to the size he is in the movie um but I understand that sometimes you have to do that kind of stuff. Uh, probably to make him the size he was in the movie would be difficult. But right. um, he shoots fire at you. And like I said, you just keep jumping over the fire and throwing apples at him. Um, if you're really stocked up on apples, you shouldn't have any issues. But uh, when I played through it, for whatever reason, I think I had used all of them up on other things. So they they keep giving you more, but it just kind of slowed down the process. So um but eventually you beat him and uh the game is over and uh you get a little cut scene at the end really brief where it shows like the night sky and jasmine aladdin are are flying away on the carpet and then uh it cuts to like a, a black screen and they uh they kiss and then the credits roll over top of them uh hmm. Necking, I guess. So, yeah. oh boy, it's a really long kiss. It goes for the whole duration of the credits. So, yeah, I think one of the most interesting things is, is David Perry, who I don't hear his name a lot in the game industry, but he is um, considered one of the early legends. I think, right? Because, um, like, when you enter the cheat code, like it shows yeah. his face and says, "Oh, hi, Dave Perry," or something <laughs> like that. But yeah. he was like, he was the lead designer and like the lead programmer and the lead animator, which is just crazy like yeah that is talent mm-hmm. <clears throat> so um i just owe it all to him that. yeah because i mean he went on to make earthworm jim and and a lot of popular stuff so um and now he's just a consultant <laughs> poor guy he should be making games still i agree r.i.p <laughs> yeah and that's pretty much it so i think with that we'll uh quickly go through final thoughts i don't know that they're super necessary this time because i think we've pretty much conveyed how we both feel about this game it's i'll, I'll just really quickly <laughs> yes yeah. it's, it's beautiful it plays well it is really hard um a little bit you know sign of its age and time when it came out uh, unfortunately byproduct of that the difficulty but uh Everything else about it I love. It's full of charm. It's full of attention to detail and uh, has great sound, great uh, great music in general, and then um, just really fun to play. Uh, don't have much more to say than that. I think that sums it up for me. How about yourself? Yeah, um, I definitely agree with everything you said. Um, I guess the only thing worth mentioning is if you can, look at the cheats and play this uh, with invincibility on. And yeah, that's totally it's, it's, it's so much more fun it. that way. Um, yep. I don't think it's a disservice to the game at all to do either. that. Um, cause it really is a good game and some of the later levels, um, maybe not as strong, but still kind of, it's fun to play it all the way through. Um, with all the cheats on and stuff, it took me about an hour and a half, about as long as we've been sitting here talking about it. Um, 
yeah, I don't know. I just think it, it's, it's a great game, uh, visually super good. And, and the music is just amazing. Mm -hmm. And so, um, I don't know. It's, it really is a great game. Um, not as hard as, as Lion King. So it, if, if you really were up to the challenge, you could totally beat this game. Um, and and have a good time still i think and not hate your life when you're done but it would take some work um but overall it's it's a great game one of my favorite disney games out there um i will say uh, looking forward to doing the capcom one i did i did fire yeah. it up last night after i finished this one and i was a little worried because i actually liked what i saw i was like okay Ooh. this is different but it's capcom so it's actually really good and so i'm 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 interested to to play more and see you know see where it all plays out. But totally. um, regardless, not even thinking about that one or comparing against the console wars, this is a great game and Absolutely. it's totally deserving of being one of the top s selling games for the console. Uh, I think it it totally deserves it. So yeah, yeah, I would love to see some sort of re-release of this on modern hardware. I yeah that, or like like because like the ducktail treatment maybe that uh, one would be yeah that would actually be awesome yeah like a, a nice hd you yeah. know up up res would be pretty dope With actual Could cell be. like actual cell animation that right it's easier to scan now anyway that'd be really cool uh but i think with that we'll call this episode quits Thank you, everybody, as always, for joining us. And uh, go ahead and follow us on Twitter if you don't already at mouse underscore bytes. As always, you can find us on the nintendovillage.com. And from there, you can find links to all of our episodes as well as other great shows, reviews, and other content. Um, our episodes are also found on the Nintendo Village YouTube channel. So if you'd like to see gameplay accompanying when you're listening, when you're listening to these episodes, check us out there as well. Um, or on any major podcasting services also. So, yes. Uh, Thanks again, and as we mentioned already, our next episode will cover Aladdin for the Super Nintendo, which its own 25th anniversary is coming up in just uh, like 10 days. So uh, with that, uh, everybody have a great day and beware of those caves of wonder. Ha <laughs> ha! Happy birthday, Aladdin! Woo Bye! <laughs> <laughs>